0: Hey, and welcome back to Spooky State of Mind. This week is going to be just a little bit different. It is Alex, and that's it. I am solo for today. So life gets really busy, so occasionally we'll be solo and just kind of have, I guess, a mini sewed and basically just have like a potpourri episode, essentially just talking about something random, still keeping it spooky. We'll see how it goes. This is mini sewed one. All right, so a real quick recap on my week, because I know Jasmine usually asks about that and you know we like to keep you all updated. So nothing really exciting happened for me which was really nice for a change. It was just a week filled of momming and parenting but last weekend was Quinn's birthday party. It was nothing spectacular just a small barbecue but something did go missing in my house. I'm pretty sure I talked about this in maybe our first or second episode but I went Halloween shopping a few weeks ago and I ended up buying a bunch of cloth napkins and hand towels that were more on the spooky side. Obviously I wanted to have them out for like October, but I hadn't put them out yet and I wanted to have them out for her birthday, especially because they were spooky themed and we were having a spooky themed birthday party for her. When I first looked for them, I just thought I had misplaced them and figured we'd find them when we deep cleaned our place before having our company over. But Gare and I literally couldn't find them. So I had a bin where I was keeping all the stuff I purchased and pulling stuff out as I found places and new homes for them, but it's empty and all the towels and napkins are nowhere to be found. They're not where I keep the extra towels or napkins, so we'll see if they turn up or if it was some sneaky little spirit or a duende or something along those lines, I'll keep you updated. But yeah, nothing really exciting happened. Um, So that's about it for my week besides this weekend where we just ran a bunch of errands and we got some projects finished around the house. So my husband is in construction, like handyman type work. If you're married to a blue collar man or anyone who has ADHD, there's always the joke that you'll have half finished projects. And yeah, that is very true for us. Gary can literally build a house. He can build a fully functioning house from plot of land to getting it to move in ready. But our house is not like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we have a bunch of half-finished projects around the house, and that's partly because, you know, we get busy, we have a kid, and both of us have ADHD, so we get distracted very easily. (laughs) So he kind of got into, like, a hyperfixation kind of phase this weekend, which, totally fine. He rehung all of our doors, and now they are just hung up beautifully. I didn't think a door could be hung up so perfectly and I know it sounds weird and crazy, but it's really nice, I promise. So doors are up and fixed. Well, especially because I mentioned like a few weeks ago that we had some work on the foundation in the house. Everything was just kind of a little wonky. So he just ended up rehanging the doors. Anyway, so we got that and Quinn is in her big girl bed now, which is really exciting. And because of that, the rest of the house is a complete disaster because we don't clean as we got we just can't because we both have ADHD and we'll get distracted doing something else that's fine that works for us but house is just it's lived in it's very lived in right now but it's still functional we'll get our space reset over the next day or two so maybe it's not as one day that misplaced our towels because <laughs> they don't like messes so anyway this week I'll be talking about my nephew's imaginary friend who may not be so imaginary So I talk with my sister almost every day and she gave me the thumbs up to talk about it. Last week she had been meaning last week she had been meaning to tell me about his imaginary friend, Glenn. But, you know, we always get on tangents and we both have kids, so our conversations are often cut short. Until yesterday, she gave me a really quick spark notes version of who Glenn is and why he might not be so imaginary. I'll keep you all posted as I get more details, but I thought this would be perfect for a little mini-sode. So I never had an imaginary friend growing up, not one that I remember at least. I did play pretend, but it was never with an imaginary friend. And as I've said before, I think children can often see things that adults can't. And I think partially that's because we live in a world where we're kind of conditioned to not believe in the paranormal or magic or anything of that nature just because it's not scientifically backed. But I do think kids can often see things that we can't. All right, so at first, his friend, his imaginary friend, didn't have a name. He was just some guy that he would talk to or some person or some figure that he would talk to and he'd be watching something like something on YouTube and he'd have a conversation along the lines of, no, we can't watch that. Mom says we can't watch that. And his friend would kind of respond, oh, but I want to watch it. That's okay. I'm not going to do what your mom says because she's not my mom. And I get it. That legitimately might just be him trying to reason watching something on YouTube that he knows he shouldn't be watching. The conversations always went something along those lines until he got a name (gasps) his name became glenn my nephew went from just saying hey dude to hey glenn oh no and my sister just thought oh all right that's interesting he has a friend named glenn and probably just a name he picked up on something he watched on youtube or netflix or something and then my sister noticed a car that was in front of their house or like in their neighbor's house And it had been in a car accident. And her neighbor flips cars and he restores cars. So this car, it was completely totaled. So I'm assuming that he probably just got the car for parts. Because it didn't stay in front of their house very long. But when my nephew saw it, he said, Hey mom, that's where Glenn lives. That's Glenn. Glenn lives there. That Glenn lived in the car. And he was adamant about it. And when that car showed up is when he started calling his friend, Glenn. So it's just a little creepy. I don't really believe in coincidences. And so for the car to show up and then my nephew look at it and say, oh, that's where Glenn lives. Just a little sus for me. So my sister did say that it did look like someone could have unfortunately died or passed away in a car accident because it was just wrecked. And as soon as the car left... So as soon as the car wasn't there anymore, Glenn went away. And it's just, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how this develops and how it progresses. But as soon as the car was there, Glenn developed or his imaginary friend Glenn developed some unique personality traits that his imaginary friends didn't have before. So we don't know if he just assigned the name Glenn to his friend or if Glenn was a traveling spirit that was attached to the car that's where I'm leaning towards because like I said or like she said Glenn left as soon as the car left and it was just back to the same conversations and so I got curious and I looked up car accidents that had happened in like my sister's area and like her county there was a car accident last month where someone named Glenn did unfortunately pass away I haven't told her that yet. I haven't talked to her today. And so we'll see if it was that Glenn. So we'll see, but yeah, a month ago, a man named Glenn did pass away in a car accident within like my within my sister's county. So I don't know if they're connected, but like I said, I don't believe in coincidences. And so I think it was a traveling spirit, but we'll see, he's, he's really little. So we'll see what he says this week and I'll keep you all updated on the whole Glenn story. But another reason why I do, why I don't think that this is just an imaginary friend is that on my brother-in-law side, so my nephew's dad, they are more sensitive. So I wouldn't be surprised if my nephews and nieces are on the more sensitive side as well. And if you all remember about my story with like the dead baby and all the spiritual activity at my parents' house, when my sister and brother-in-law lived there, my older nephew, he had a friend who lived at the house. And his friend just didn't live on the, at the house. His friend lived on the ceiling. And when he would describe his friend to my sister, it would be his brown friend who lived on the ceiling, and my sister would be like, OK, like, what does your friend look like? Does he look like a person? Does he look like me, like dad, like your Nina? And he'd go, no, he looks different, like a little weird, but he's brown and he has red eyes. <gasps> no! And so my sister just, you know, obviously asked a few more questions, but you can only get so much out of a kid because they'll only tell you what they want to tell you. And then they get distracted. You know, kids get distracted. So. They'll tell you something and then they'll move on. And then you can ask them questions and if they don't want to answer or if they're distracted doing something else, that's what they're going to go do. They're going to go play. They're going to go talk about something else. But yeah, he, (laughs) he had a brown friend who lived on the ceiling with red eyes. I don't know where that came from. There was not a character or a figure, anything like that in anything that he watched before. So it was either completely conjured up in his imagination or he legitimately did see something. So I do 100% believe that her kids are a little more on the sensitive side and we'll see where this goes. Yeah. So now my sister and I don't know if she has like sensitive kids or creepy kids or a combination of the two because let's be real. That's a little creepy. (laughs) That's kind of why I don't think Glenn is an imaginary friend her kids are more on the sensitive side so I'm interested to talk with her some more and I do go back to California in a few weeks so I'm interested to talk with my nephews because well my younger nephew doesn't really he's small he doesn't like talking to me on the phone like when we FaceTime or anything like that so I'm interested to go hang out with them again and so we'll see what happens. All right, but yes, like I said, I will keep you all posted. This week is a really short episode. It's a quick little mini Probably have a few of these scattered throughout. I'm pretty sure we're gonna have a lot more, probably into the new year once baby arrives because I am six months pregnant and we'll see how many episodes we can get pre-recorded, but, Who knows how that'll go. So we'll probably have some mini-sodes where it's going to be just Jasmine. Maybe we'll have a few guest speakers. Maybe like her fiancé because Lord knows he'd love to be on the podcast. He has a great personality and he'd be great on it. But it's so funny because I asked my husband. I asked him, I was like, oh, did you want to do an episode with me? Because he's had some stories and some encounters. And it's funny because he wasn't a skeptic and he's not a skeptic. But he's kind of like... Oh, like, I don't believe it, but I don't not believe it. And I'll believe it once I experience something. And he just kind of felt uneasy at my parents' house, but nothing crazy or anything like that. Never had any experiences. But maybe I'll talk about this in another mini minisode about his experiences. But recently, I think he became pretty much a believer because he had some experiences that like he couldn't deny and he couldn't logically explain because he's doing some work at an old schoolhouse i think it's like 140 years old or something like that and the new owners are converting it into a bed and breakfast so he's been doing most of the remodel and most of the work and it is creepy the schoolhouse is really cool and the owners are going for like a creepyish kind of vibe but you know when you disturb the land or do any renovation work or anything like that, I do believe that it releases some energy. And he's definitely had some experiences there now. There's a well, really creepy well. And anytime I think of wells, I always think of the ring and, you know, the really creepy girl coming out of the well. And I, now I think of, what is it? um, Haunting of Bly Manor, how, spoiler alert, One of the characters dies because she's pushed into a well. So immediately I just just creepy vibes and it's a really old well. So it's just it looks creepy. It looks spooky. He says he feels uneasy around it, but that might be just because it's dark. But some of the experiences he's had there is he's experienced moans and groans and like howling noises and yeah it's on a busy street so it's oh maybe it could be cars or anything like that but he'll look outside and it's completely deserted and he's heard doors open and close when he's the only one working they're locked and he double checks them and yes they're locked and they're latching properly there isn't anything wrong with them but they somehow swung open and closed and there's no wind, and they're really heavy doors. So he's had some some experiences like that. The really traditional spooky and haunted experiences that you would expect. I don't know what else he's experienced there. I'll ask him, and I'll actually get a list and talk about it more probably on another minisode. But yeah, those are just some of the experiences that he has that he's recently had, and it was funny because I asked him if he wanted to do an episode with me. He was like, "Hey, do you want to do an episode?" and he just kind of looked at me. He's like, uh, and I was like, it's okay if you say no, because he's more introverted than I am. But it's so funny because I looked at him and I was like, didn't you want to start streaming? And he's like, but that's different. So it ended up just being me. And I just kind of gave you a quick recap on his story on the story. But he tells it much better, obviously, because they're his experiences. Maybe I'll get him to make an, a special appearance talk about some other stuff talk about his imaginary friend when he was younger because that's a really cool story um but yeah I think that's about it for this week just really quick just those two stories yeah we'll have some more minisodes probably sporadically in there and we'll see how that goes for us But if you have a story or any experiences or just want to say hi, or if you want us to talk about your experiences or any spooky encounters or anything like that on the podcast, go ahead, send us an email. Our email is SpookyStateOfMind at gmail.com. And just go ahead and let us know that you do want us to read it or anything like that. And we'll be sure to include it either in an episode or do a mini-sode. Just really love hearing about different experiences and... Yeah, it can be anything tiny because like I've said before, I don't think experiences need to be anything big or dramatic or like, oh my God, it can be something so small as just a feeling or feeling uneasy hearing things or just sensing things in general. But yeah, next week we will be back with our regularly scheduled programming. Jasmine and I will be going on our tangents as usual. It will be a full length episode and it'll be a lot of fun. But in the meantime, yeah, like I said, go ahead and send us an email. uh, Spookystateofmind at gmail.com or check out our Instagram where we are doing 13 Nights of Halloween. We started on the 19th and we are just posting every night a scary movie or just like a spooky movie that is great to watch up until Halloween. So check that out. We, we do post nightly on that. And I think that's it. Until next week, stay spooky. Bye.